This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Stimulus will infuse cash into farm country. Dirty Dozen targets strawberries. And Trump asked to delay tariffs. Dirty Dozen targeting strawberries. At a time when millions of Americans are trying to eat more healthy fruits and vegetables, the Environmental Working Group is out again with its latest Dirty Dozen list examining USDA and FDA data on pesticide residues on fruits and vegetables. Conventionally grown strawberries tested in 2015 and 16 contained an average of 7.8 different pesticides per sample. That compared to 2.2 pesticides per sample for all other produce, according to EWG, topping their list. In a separate evaluation, EWG said 99% of non-organic raisins and 91% of organic raisins contained at least two pesticides. Keep in mind, data from USDA's 2018 report found residues of 33 different pesticides on 756 raisins, but virtually all were under the EPA tolerances set for individual pesticides. 26 pesticides were detected on 189 strawberries, but all were lower than EPA tolerances. CropLife America and EWG both say the benefits of a diet with plenty of fruits and vegetables outweigh the risk of pesticide exposure. But while EWG says consumers should still use its guide when making choices, CropLife America says federal regulators monitor our food for pesticide residues, ensuring produce and other foods are safe to eat. SGMA showing impacts on agricultural land values. Yesterday was supposed to be a celebration of the 30th year of the report on agriculture land values from the California chapter of the American Society of Farm Managers and Rural Appraisers. The conference had to be canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak, but the report still released. It shows a sharper rise in the impacts from the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Most of the San Joaquin Valley had completed groundwater sustainability plans by late 2019. This has led to rising land values for properties with access to surface water and steep declines for those reliant on well water. Appraiser Janie Gatsman, who co-chaired the report, notes the influence of SGMA was apparent in many areas as market participants began to fully account for anticipated changes in water supply. Concerns rise over smallholder farmers. Ruth Dahlquist-Willard, a cooperative extension advisor for small farms and specialty crops in Fresno and Tulare counties, has been worried about smallholder farmers who are marketing directly to farmers' markets, farm stands, and restaurants. With strawberry season peaking next month, she explained, suburban customers would normally be flocking to these establishments in search of fresher, sweeter strawberries. Her assistant, Michael Yang, each year maps out about 15 farm stands in Fresno for this, with more taking place in Vasilia, Merced, and Sacramento. This is likely going to be greatly disrupted by COVID-19 and shelter in place, and these farmers may lose a lot of income, said Dalquis Willard. She is asking for help in setting up an online system for consumers to pre-order boxes, avoiding lines, crowds, and handling cash. 
Western growers asked USDA to back claims on perishable commodities. With so many restaurants shut down, the food service sector has all but vanished, along with orders for fresh produce, according to a statement yesterday by the Western Growers Association. The Perishable Agriculture Commodities Act, the PACA of 1930, was designed to protect farmers in this situation, but the law is limited when the buyer is bankrupt. Today, many growers are already facing repeated requests from their buyers for payment extensions beyond the standard 30 days. That according to WGA CEO Dave Puglia. Yesterday, he urged USDA to guarantee the payment of all legitimate PACA trust claims. We fear the existing process may not be enough to withstand the unprecedented financial losses our growers stand to experience, he writes in a letter to USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue. And on that note, USDA Agricultural Marketing Service has added a new FAQ page on PACA for the produce industry. It cautions that a farmer who agrees to a payment beyond the 30 days established in the regulations would automatically lose their PACA trust rights. And in national news, will Phase 3 be enough? The $2 trillion Phase 3 stimulus package that the Senate passed late last night has a lot for ag. But not everyone thinks the sector's getting what will be needed for 2020. The department had asked Congress for $50 billion in spending authority under the Commodity Credit Corporation to cover all the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as provide a possible new round of market facilitation program payments. What the department will get in the bill is $14 billion to replenish the CCC, plus an additional $9.5 billion to cover pandemic impacts to specific sectors, livestock, specialty crops, and local food systems. It is believed that USDA has about $8 billion left in its CCC account. The 2019 MFP payments totaled about $14.3 billion. Now keep in mind... If exports don't pick up appreciably, there could be pressure on Congress to provide more CCC authority. Rob LaRue, president of the National Farmers Union, said, quote, In the coming weeks, we will learn more about the additional needs of our rural health care system, farmers and rural communities, and we urge Congress to be ready to address them. Some other highlights of the massive Phase 3 package include... Marketing loans extended three months to a full year. Democrats wanted but didn't get a temporary increase in SNAP benefits, something Congress did in 2009. The bill provides $15.5 billion to meet a surge in enrollment, but not to increase benefit levels. Another $450 million is earmarked for commodity assistance to food banks. Rural hospitals will get some help with their cash flow. All hospitals can request an advance of up to six months of what their Medicare payments equal. Critical access hospitals can get an advance of up to 125%. What's next? Lawmakers are expected to exit D.C. for an extended period after the House passes the bill. Phase four will come later. It could include renewable energy incentives and infrastructure spending. Trump asked to delay new tariffs during pandemic. 
Twelve GOP senators are asking President Donald Trump to hold off on hitting any of our trading partner countries with new tariffs that often provoke retaliatory measures hurting U.S. agricultural exports. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley and others fired off a letter to Trump yesterday pleading for the suspension of any measures pending or new that would create uncertainty or undue difficulty for American workers, families, farmers, ranchers, and businesses, and asking our global trading partners to do the same. To that end, we urge you to consider a total moratorium on new tariffs or tariff increases for the time being. Because of the economic strain due to the COVID-19, our businesses and consumers will have less flexibility to adapt to tariffs. USDA acts on travel restrictions. Concern that state and local travel restrictions could disrupt essential services such as inspecting meat and grain or delivering commodities. USDA is asking employees and contractors to carry a new federal directive and ID. USDA has heard anecdotal reports of travel restrictions interfering with delivery of commodities purchased by the Agricultural Marketing Service. No major interruptions have occurred, according to sources speaking with AgriPulse. USDA says, quote, this information is being furnished to AMS contractors to assist them in continuing to perform the essential government function of food production and delivery on behalf of AMS when law enforcement professionals seek to enforce otherwise applicable city or state shelter-in-place orders. Finally, here's today's He Said It. I've had some very comforting conversations from grocers, their representatives in the ag community, that they feel they're up to the task to meet this moment. That Governor Newsom at an evening press conference on Tuesday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 26th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.